This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and this week I'm teaching a brand new series called Taste and See that the Lord is Good. Isn't the Lord just wonderful? But I thought, where should I film the intros to these programs? And then I thought, I know, a Russian candy store. So here we are. This is a Russian candy store. And in my hand, I have a piece of Russian halva. You say, what is that? It is wonderful beyond description. It's actually sunflower seed that's been crushed, then it's liquefied, and then it is mixed with sugar. And when it hardens, then they cover it with chocolate. There's just nothing better than Russian halva. It is just worth partaking of. But when we come to 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, we're told that God has given us great and exceeding precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. What does that mean when the Bible says we're to be partakers of the divine nature? There is so much that God wants us to partake of, and that is what I'm going to be speaking to you about today and this week. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've really been waiting for you. And today we're going to begin a brand new series called Taste and See that the Lord is good. And every day this week is going to be so encouraging. So please don't miss one of these programs. But I'm offering you my brand new series, which is called Taste and See that the Lord is Good. You know, I filmed the stand-up to this program in a Russian candy store. Did you enjoy that? Well, on the cover of this series is Russian candy, which is so good. But of course, this teaching isn't really about candy. It's about tasting and seeing how sweet the Lord is. And this week, we're going to be looking at multiple ways that we can partake of the Lord's goodness. But this is a five-part series. It comes in multiple formats. And of course, it comes with a wonderful study guide. I really want you to order both of these. And this week, for the first time ever, we're offering you a resource that I'm really excited about. I didn't write it. I wish I had. That's how wonderful it is. And it's called Our Healing Covenant, God's Promises for Divine Health. And I'll be honest, this was given to me as a gift. And when I opened it, I was so amazed at what I found in this book. It is just the biggest archive I have ever found about all the verses in the Bible having to do with healing and divine health. In fact, listen to this. In this book, there are 454 verses from 430 translations, 6,549 references all having to do with the subject of healing. And if you've really wanted an exhaustive resource having to do with healing, well, here it is. The book is called Healing Our Covenant, God's Promises for Divine Health. It is a resource that is just mind-boggling. It covers every single verse having to do with healing, deliverance, long life, good life. And when you see all of these verses, you will absolutely be convinced it is God's will for you to be whole, healthy, and to live a long life. And I really want you to order this book. 
So go online, you can order all these things or give us a call. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who regularly financially supports our ministry. And friend, we can only do what we do because of people whom we call partners. Partners are people who give to our ministry and they pray with us. They stand in faith. And because of their giving, they put fuel in the tank so that we can take this ministry to people all over the world. And I really want you to know there are people in other parts of the world who don't have available to them what you have available to you, and we have a responsibility to take it to them. And when you become a partner, you help us. And the moment you do, we're going to send you my book, which is called Life in the Combat Zone, which we always give to new partners, and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. These are part of what we use to welcome people into our partner family. But hey, this week, just for fun, we're doing something else. Since we're talking about tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, in every single order that we receive this week and send out, we're going to include my favorite Russian chocolate bar, which is called Alonka. Look at this. It is chocolate like you've never tasted before. It's milk chocolate. And just for fun, we're going to throw one of these into every single order this week. So if you order all of these things, you're going to get an Alonka chocolate bar from Russia along with it. Let's have fun. But by the way, we also want you to tell us how to pray for you. So reach out to us and let us know how we can be praying for you. But today, I want to talk about partaking of divine sonship partaking of divine sonship. And our primary scripture this week is from Psalm 34, verse 8, which says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And my friends, I want to tell you the Lord is good, and He wants us to taste of Him and to partake of Him. And today we're going to be looking at partaking of divine sonship. But I want to begin with my testimony. I was saved when I was five years old. I actually came under the conviction of sin when I was four. My mother had raised me in church. She taught me the Bible. And every night when I was small, my mother would lay by my side and she would talk to me about salvation. My mother would talk to me about heaven. She would talk to me about hell. And I'm so thankful that my mother did that because she prepared my heart from a very young age to be ready to receive Jesus. Well, we had an evangelist come preach in our church. We had a revival. A revival was a week of meetings back in those days. And every night he preached. And one night he preached on the subject of hell. And what he preached about hell was so impacting that I could see hell in my mind's imagination. He described how the fires of hell were engulfing people, and I could see that mentally. And as he preached, I come under, came under great conviction of sin, and I wanted to go forward and give my heart to Christ, but I was just four years old. And my mother, though she had been talking to me about my salvation, was a little concerned that maybe I was too young, it was too quick, too early. I really didn't understand what I was doing, so she held me back. About a year passed, and for that entire year, every night when I went to bed, I was fearful that if I died in my sleep, I would go to hell. And I would have because I had already come to the age of accountability. I understood sin and I understood God's command to repent. So finally, one day we were in church and I was sitting by my sister about halfway back in the auditorium and the pastor preached on salvation that day. And finally, the altar call came and the church began to sing. And I felt the Holy Spirit tugging on my heart. I remember gripping the pew in front of me, thinking about 
what it would feel like to walk down the aisle in front of all of those people, should I, should I not? My mother and daddy were in the choir. I could see them right in front of me. But finally, the moment came when I released that pew in front of me. I slipped out from my place into the aisle, walked down to the front. My pastor's name was Brother Post. And he said, Ricky, why are you here? I said, Brother Post, I'm here to give my heart to Jesus. I went over to the front pew, waited for my Sunday school teacher who came forward. His name was Jerry Salone. What an impact that Sunday school teacher had on my life. By the way, never underestimate your role in church. You're impacting people you don't even know about. But Jerry and I got on our knees and he led me in a prayer of repentance. And before I knew it, my parents had slipped out of the choir and they'd come down to the front and they were there with me on the front when I made my public profession of faith. Back in those days, we wasted no time for baptism. In the afternoon, Brother Post, that's our pastor, came to our house. He wanted to talk to me and really make sure I understood what I had done that morning so that I could be water baptized that night. And that night, I came into the baptistry to be baptized. And I was so little, the people in the auditorium couldn't see my head in the baptistry because the rim of the baptistry was too high. So Brother Post brought a metal chair into the baptistry. I stood up on the metal chair so the crowd could see my head just poking above the rail of the baptistry. And he baptized me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And that started my new life in Christ that day. But when I got saved, I did not understand what a miracle took place in my life. And most people who get saved don't understand what really transpired. But it is the greatest miracle that can ever take place. But on that day, I was born of God. Let me ask you, the day you got saved, did you really understand what was happening inside you? Of course not. You were being rescued from darkness and transferred into light. You didn't have the mental capability to understand the great miracle that was occurring, and yet you experienced it anyway. Well, listen to this. When you read Romans chapter 10, beginning in verse 9, the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, it really means if you will declare Jesus is Lord, the word Lord the word kurios means you have the ultimate authority in my life. I'm giving you everything I am, everything I'm not, everything I will be, everything that will ever happen to me. I'm surrendering entirely to your lordship that if you will confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, full surrender. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. And then verse 10 says, for with the heart, Man believes under righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So we find there are two parts to the born-again experience. First, you have to believe. You have to believe. And part of believing is saying with your mouth, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. But it's not just enough just to believe. And there are some people who say, well, I've never confessed my faith. I just privately believe. Then their salvation is not complete. Because this verse says, for with the heart man believes, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
You believe in your heart, but it's when you declare Jesus is Lord that you literally move into salvation. And verse 11 says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, For there's no difference between the Jew and the Gentile, for the same Lord is rich unto all that call upon him, which means it doesn't matter what culture you're from, what skin color you are, what nationality you are, everybody gets saved the very same way. And then in verse 13, it clearly says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that word saved is a form of the Greek word sozo. There's so much in that word. Oh, there's so much for us to partake of, to taste and see that the Lord is good. In this word saved is healing, soundness, preservation, protection, deliverance, all of that is in this word. Well, I want to give you an example of someone who got saved and experienced a real miraculous transformation and didn't have a clue what was taking place. And I'm talking about the Apostle Paul. When you come to Acts chapter 9, the Bible tells us that he was on his way to Damascus to persecute new Christians. And the Bible tells us in verse 3, in Acts chapter 9. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And listen to what Saul said. He answered and said, Who art thou, Lord? Well, what did we just read in Romans chapter 9? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul didn't even understand what he was praying. He just called Jesus Lord, and bam, in one moment, the Spirit of God came in him, and he was born again. He didn't pray a typical religious prayer. He just said, who are you, Lord? It makes me think of my dear friend, Jesse Duplantis. When Jesse got saved, he was listening to Billy Graham preach. He didn't know how to pray a prayer of repentance. He just said to the Lord, Lord, just do whatever Billy Graham just said. And bam, he got saved. God could see the faith in his heart, he made a faith confession that he was surrendering his life to the Lord. Maybe it wasn't religious and it wasn't typical, but isn't it wonderful that God can hear our heart and when we speak, God can make sense out of what we're saying. But Jesse was born again. I was born again. The apostle Paul was born again. You were born again. You didn't even understand the miracle that was taking place. But the greatest miracle of all really was occurring. And when you come to John chapter 1, verse 12, the Bible says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. That verse is so packed that I want us to unpack it one piece at a time. And we're going to begin with the word, but. The word but in Greek is the word day, which is an exclamatory statement. But amazingly, it's almost like John is raising his voice. He's sounding the alarm that he's about to say something totally remarkable. But amazingly, it's an exclamation mark. But as many as received him. The words as many is a form of the Greek word hosas, which means as many, as great as, or as much as. It depicts an unlimited number, which means for God, there's no limitation. This verse will be true of anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. The verse actually says as many as 
received him. The word received is a form of the Greek word lambano. This is a very important word. The word lambano means, listen carefully, to seize or to lay hold of something. So you could translate it, as many as seized or laid hold of him. You seize or lay hold of something in order to make it your very own. Almost like a person who reaches out to grab, to capture, or to take possession of something. And in some cases, and very often, it depicts one who graciously receives something that is freely and easily given. And here we really have a picture of salvation. God gives the call to salvation to everyone. It is freely given. It is actually easily given to us. It wasn't easy for Jesus. He died on the cross and purchased it. But God's grace gives it to us freely and easily. But the flip side of it is we have to seize it. We have to reach out by faith and take it. So there's a giving and there is a receiving. That's what happened to me when I was five years old. The Holy Spirit convicted my heart. He did his part, but I had to do my part. I had to walk the aisle. I had to reach out by faith and take what God was offering me. And that's what you did as well. But the verse goes on to say, but as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God. The word give is a form of the Greek word didomi, which means to give. To bestow as a gift, which means salvation is a gift. It means to give to one who is asking. So you have to ask, but it also means to supply. So God supplies you with the authority to become a child of God. God furnishes it to you. This word didomi also means to commit, to entrust, or to give into one's care. But when you put it all together, it means that God has entrusted and amply supplied us with what we need to be his sons and daughters. And when we receive it, it is our responsibility to care for it. This is the greatest gift we have ever received. But the verse goes on to say, he gave the power to become the sons of God, to them that believe on his name. The word power is a form of the Greek word exousia, which really is delegated authority, and it carries the idea of influence, influence, which means when you become a child of God, suddenly you have received the authority to be a child of God, and now you have influence, particularly influence in prayer, influence in the spirit realm. When you become a child of God instantaneously, you become a person of influence. He gives the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The words to become is even important. It is a form of the Greek word genomai, and I love this word genomai. It means to become. It describes a process. It pictures an initiated change that leads to a transition of one thing to another. Well, the moment you believe and confess, you're born again. But that just starts the process because you're going to begin growing and growing and growing, transitioning into full sonship. That's really what this is talking about. In fact, it says to become the sons of God. The word sons is the Greek word technon, which typically describes children who are still under parental guidance at home or a non-adult child who remains at home and under the authority of parents. And here's what it means. When you become a child of God, you move into God's house. You move into God's house and you live under the authority of God and you have influence with God. And the verse says, even to them that believe 
And the word believe here really describes a divine impulse or a divine spark enabling you to believe. Even faith in this regard is a gift. God gives you the ability to believe on his name. The word on in the Greek text is the word ice, which literally means into. And here it carries the idea of a merger. It depicts you entering into union with Jesus himself. And that's why we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, that we become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We literally enter into union or we have a merger with Jesus himself. Even to them that believe on his name, the word name is the Greek word onoma. The word onoma can depict a name, but it also depicts a person's character and a person's reputation that distinguishes him from others, which means when you release your faith and believe on the name of Jesus, you enter into union, not just with the name of Jesus, but you enter into union with the very character with the very reputation of Jesus himself, a merger takes place and you become one with him. Mm. And then in John 1.13, it adds, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This was a birth which is given to you of God. It's what Jesus referred to in John chapter 3 when he said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. It's very interesting when you read it in the Greek text, it says you must be born from above. This is a divine birth, which according to John chapter 1 verse 13 is not of blood. It's not of the will of flesh. It's not of the will of man, but it is a birth which comes to you of God when you are literally born again. And in that moment, you experience the greatest miracle that can ever take place. Immediately, you become a partaker of divine sonship. You become a son of God. You have authority with God and you move into God's house. But I guarantee that when you were being saved, you did not understand all of that. This is something we have to grow in. And when we come back in the next program, we're going to see that we become partakers of the divine nature as well. But I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. Everyone loves sweets, like candy, cookies, and other goodies. But the Bible says we are to taste and see that the Lord is good. One taste of the Lord's goodness and you'll learn that there's nothing sweeter in the world than Jesus and the benefits He has provided for His children. In this five-part series, Taste and See That the Lord is Good, Rick Renner covers five things that God has done for you and helps you to know how to enjoy and experience them regularly in life. In this series, Rick wants you to know that we are partakers of divine sonship, divine nature, divine deliverance, divine healing, divine provision. This series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. In addition, we're also offering Dr. Chip Beaulieu's book, Our Healing Covenant, God's Promises for Divine Health for only $35. Rick says this is the most comprehensive book I've ever seen on the subject of healing, health, and long life. This book so impacted me that I wish every viewer had a copy of it for their personal library. I'm certain God will use this book in a dramatic way to strengthen people's faith for healing, health, and long life. 
This 459-page hardback book is a treasure that you and your loved ones will cherish and use for years to come. And with each paid order, you'll receive a delectable bar of Russian chocolate, a favorite in many homes. Don't miss this special offer. The five-part series, Taste and See That the Lord is Good, and the book, Our Healing Covenant. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and today I'm standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to see that we are partakers of the divine nature. You say, what does that mean? Well, you're going to find out in the next program. But I want to remind you to order my brand new series, which is called Taste and See That the Lord is Good. My friends, we need to understand everything we've received in Christ. We need to taste it and enjoy it. Please order this series and it comes with a wonderful study guide. And remember that this week we're offering you for the first time ever the book which is called Our Healing Covenant, God's Promises for Divine Health. It is a resource unlike any other resource. I've never seen a book like this. And when I received it as a gift, I was so impressed that I said, wow, we have to offer this to our friends in media and television. Everyone needs a copy of this book. When you get this, you will understand 1000%. It is God's will for you to be healed, for you to be healthy, and for you to enjoy a long life. And I really want you to have this book. You can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that this week, only just for fun, we're throwing in an Alonka chocolate bar into every single order so you can enjoy Russian chocolate and you'll know the kind of chocolate that I like. We're just doing it for fun. But I want to pray for you. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that we're born again. We thank you that you have given us authority to become the sons of God. And my friend, if you're not a child of God, just right now say, Jesus, I believe and I declare that you are the Lord of my life. I give you everything. And the Bible says you will be 
saved. Amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Let us know how to pray for you. Just call us or write us. But until tomorrow, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, it says where the word of a king is, there is power. Hey friends, we're coming to an area near you and we want to invite you to come to one of our meetings. Sunday, February 5th, we're going to church for all nations in Colorado Springs and we will be with pastors Mark and Linda Coward. Then on Sunday, February 12th, we're going to be at Legacy Church with Pastor Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Then on Thursday, February 16th, Denise is having a women's meeting at the Stony Creek Hotel in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. On Saturday and Sunday, February 18th and 19th, we're going to be at the Living Word Christian Center with Pastor Mac Hammond in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And on Sunday, February 26th, we're going to be at Faith Family Church with Pastors Michael and Vicki Bang in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But please go to our website to affirm all these times and all these dates, and we look forward to seeing you there. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.